Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are getting close, ever so close, you guys, to the National Football League returning, which means we are about to become not only a uh, occasional pop culture podcast, but mostly a football podcast for the next uh, 22-ish weeks. Uh, but uh, we're going to kick that off with a little bit of our NFC win totals today. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today, Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing good, you know, just uh, ready for ready for football season, to be honest. Yeah, someone was flashing the, uh, the, the red zone counter today, and I was just like, yes, please. <laughs> and uh, yep. I, I, I legitimately think uh, red zone, I, I don't know if it does this, maybe it does, but I legitimately think red zone should have a, a counter go, like when red zone ends on, you know, week 18 now. They should start a counter that just goes until the next. That you could just like they just go to a website with like how many uh, days uh, and hours and minutes are to the next red zone. I yeah, think that would it, be pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And then have it same font as the Sunday, as the as the yep. you know as you see it at at Sunday at uh, you know ten or like twelve forty five Eastern time, right? Like that's that's exactly how. It I mean, maybe somebody's already done that. I would I would I would wager somebody's gone and done something similar like that, but. Uh, we are going to talk about, as I said, the AFC win totals right now, and uh, I got a, another little, uh, eh, a little fun thing we're going to do. I am going to place a, a bet on every single one of these. Some I've I've placed today as of part of me uh, doing this particular thing uh, of uh, doing this particular challenge, I guess. But also uh, some of them I placed back in March, and I'm quite proud of how those have gone. Uh, or how those are looking so far, but uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna do a little challenge where I'm gonna bet on all the over under win total for all 32 teams, and then we're gonna come back and see how we do uh, at the end of week 18. But uh, as I said, we're gonna start with the old AFC this time, and let us start with the AFC East, uh, and let's begin with the Buffalo Bills. Not much kind of changed with their roster if we're if we're being other than the the biggest uh the, the biggest impact is uh demar hamlin back on the field really cool to see they you know, it's, it's just awesome to see that he's great they, they bring in a couple of uh running backs basically the running backs just kind of look different other than that this uh team kind of looking the same from, from they're the gonna want to run team. the ball like they drafted osiris torrance for a reason yes they don't want to run the ball more yeah, I agree. Buffalo Bills win total uh, currently ten and a half. The over is minus one hundred five. Or sorry, sorry, minus one hundred five. Good lord, great start, Matt. Uh, minus one fifty to the over. So the juice has been absolutely killed on the over. I believe this one actually opened at eleven and a half, and in some places it opened at twelve and a half, um, which is why it's now ten and a half with an insane amount of juice. The under is plus one thirty, and I'm here to tell you, just. I think I think we're uh, my my first official one for this is I'm I'm taking the under just because that plus one thirty I I wish I got there with the eleven and a half uh, earlier, but even with the ten and a half, this is a very very good Buffalo team. They're playing a first place schedule though, and uh, this division has gotten a lot tougher. So uh, I kind of like the I, I like the under getting plus one thirty as opposed to playing paying massive juice uh, on the over. What say you on the Buffalo Bills ten and a half, Greg? I'm all over the over, and I know okay. that you're not getting the right number, and the, the the juice isn't where you want. It to be. But let me explain. Mm-hmm. 
last season for the Buffalo Bills, following stuff happened. They had a guy nearly die. Yeah. Not what you want. They had a slew of injuries to star players. They lost Bob Miller for, for most of the season. Greg Rousseau uh, played a lot of time with a high ankle sprain. That really sapped their pass rush. Their safeties it felt like it was just someone getting hurt every week, even if it wasn't Demar Hamlin. Maybe it was Poyer. Maybe it was Hyde. Uh, they were getting Tredavious White back from surgery, and he looked better as the season gone on, but he did not look, obviously, like Tredavious White for a lot of the time. So all this stuff happened. And by the way, Josh Allen played, I think, six weeks with a torn ligament in his elbow. All of this stuff happened last season to the Buffalo Bills, who are bringing back pretty similar roster. And they eclipsed this over-under last season. Is all that stuff going to happen again, stuff like that? I kind of feel like this roster is really good. And it is going to win this many games. And I think that they might be the one seed in the AFC, which they could have easily been had they had won that Monday night game in Cincinnati that wound up getting postponed. But they won 13 ball games last year, and they only played 16, to be clear. So they went 13-3 and last season with all that stuff to, uh, happening. And remember, they had some wild games that ended up in losses that really shouldn't have. The Minnesota game, as an example. They are the being able to kneel one out on the one-yard line away from their record last year being 14-2. and two. So do we really think this team's going to win, go 10-7? Go and seven? A, lot, a lot of bad stuff would have to happen for that to happen, in my estimation. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the big one off the top of your head would be the Josh Allen injury, which, you know, we all hope never right. happens. It's just I can't sit here and oh, justify it. Like, like, here's the thing. If you're, you're going right? to sit here and say, yo, no, I understand your thought process behind the bet. Uh, but if we're going to sit here and say, hey, maybe their starting quarterback gets hurt, then you can't no. take the over on most teams. You know what I mean? No, like, absolutely it's just, not. No. <laughs> yeah. That's just obviously speculation. And and, uh, and I don't I don't think he's going to get hurt. But, yeah, it's just uh... – this is this is one like if I wasn't doing this uh, challenge, I just flat out wouldn't bet this ten and a half right now because there's no. So my my advice to you for those of you who are not doing a, a thirty two for thirty two challenge here, uh, just stay away from this because there's no reason to bet on the Buffalo Bills uh, over when the, it's currently at minus one fifty, right? See if you can find the over at a nicer number. Yeah, that that's. I just think idea. last season was the season from hell from these guys and they still won 13 games mm-hmm. like i think that shows we got a pretty good pretty good team here yeah absolutely all right moving on we've got the miami dolphins who are currently sitting at nine and a half plus 100 to the over minus 120 to the under miami dolphins i mean uh mostly the uh, same roster not a lot of big time turnover in this one Biggest on defense, they went. Sorry, they go ahead. out and get Jalen Ramsey. They go out yes. and get Jalen Ramsey and Long on defense. Hurt. The offense looks like it's pretty much the same dudes, but yes. Yeah, yeah, they bring in Jalen Ramsey, who's hurt and he's going to miss a, a big chunk of the first half of this. So because of that, they also bring in Eli Apple, uh, who's you know debatably good. Uh, I mean, but obviously the biggest question surrounding this roster is the complete and utter health of Tua Tagovailoa, which we're all praying we don't see anything as gross as that uh, fencing response that we saw on that Thursday night game 
three days after he suffered a, a pretty nasty concussion in the first place. Um, I love this Dolphins roster. I love this team. I think once they get Jalen Ramsey back, it's going to be pretty yeah, – I, I think the defense is going to be very solid. I believe in Tua, and more importantly, I believe in Mike, McDan- Mike McDaniel. I, I think the head coach of this team is – I think he, he's I think he's the real deal. Uh, and uh, for all those reasons, plus uh, more, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins over nine and a half wins uh, at plus 100 because you're getting plus money for what I think is a pretty good team that I think can can easily get to uh, 10 and seven. Uh, but again, I, you know, we mentioned it with that fake Josh Allen injury. I would say quarterback injury is more of a very, very real concern. Yeah, for, it's for it's team, different conversation. Yeah. It's a different conversation once a dude gets hurt all the time. You know, yeah. like, it's a different conversation. So I, I look at this and I have two concerns. One, the health of Tua Tango Vilo, of course. The second issue, of course, is the guys whose job it is to make Tua Tango Vilo not be injured. And that would be their offensive line. I just don't know if they did enough to improve uh, this particular spot this, uh, this past offseason. Uh, obviously, you know, they go out and get Connor Williams and that's fine. Uh, but Teron Armstead, nice player. He's already had injury scare during this, uh, during this preseason. So he says he's going to be good to go week one. We'll see. But I, I just am not sure that that group is going to be the group of guys who, uh, keep Tua from taking a few extra hits. And if Tua takes a few extra hits, obviously bad stuff can happen. But obviously you love the receivers. You love the play design that the receivers can can be part of here because it's a, it's a very well executed offense, but I, I, and you like the running game too. Uh, I just have my concerns about the offensive line. So I'd be, I'd be either staying away from this one or going under. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like the over. I, I just, I think this team's up there. I love that. I'm getting plus money. It's... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. And the, and the numbers on the bet would say that the over is, if you're thinking about it, is it's where you want to go. So I get that part. I just I, I, I don't trust this offensive line. I don't trust Tua to stay healthy behind this offensive line. Yeah, another another one would be Miami's got like the third worst strength of schedule. That's like, uh, that you know that's a good one. <laughs> that, but that's uh, that's an argument in your favor. Yeah, it just talk about the Armstead thing, man. It's been it's been a weird off season with injuries and and, and near injuries because we we had Jalen Ramsey go down. We had. Uh, Oh, there was like a seven-string corner. I can't remember his name. Who got carted off the field, and they canceled the friggin' game between the Patriots and the Bears. Yeah, but it, like, and he—he's okay. I can't. Unfortunately, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he's—he turns out he's going to be okay, which you know, thank God for that. Uh, you know, Armstead went down. Joe Burrow looked like it was going to like throw a wrench in the thing there. Patrick Mahomes got flung out of bounds the other day. It's just like maybe just. Put everybody in bubble wrap and let's wait to start the season. Uh, all right, so you're uh, so so far we've uh, disagreed a little bit, although that Buffalo one was a little bit circumstantial. Uh, all right, we're moving on to the New England Patriots, who are currently getting uh, plus six and a half. Uh, unfortunately, the juice has been, or sorry, like six and a half is their win total. The juice has been completely bet out of the over. The over is. Uh, Minus 140, uh, plus 120 on the under. Um, I was able to get on this over before the juice went uh, too brutal. I think I got it at, at when it was even money, but now it's or near even money. Now it's minus 140, which I can't really recommend 
going with the over there, but uh, for the purposes of, of the uh, the 32 for 32, uh, the 32 overs we're doing here, I'm, I'm taking over on this New England Patriots. I think they've got a, a, a really, really strong defense. This is this is looking like a top five defense. Um, you know, they improved the receiver and core just a tiny little bit, but I'm, I'm I, it just they're probably going to go as far as uh, Mac Jones can take them. I just I do not believe in Mac Jones whatsoever. I think he is a bad QB and a bad decision maker. But that said, I, I think Bill Belichick is going to beat some of that out of them. Uh, they've got the coaching staff, a, a much better coaching staff back together. Uh, say what you will about Bill O'Brien, but he's much better than Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. Uh, over six and a half wins for the New England Patriots, despite they they are playing. So, <laughs> talking about strength of schedule, New England Patriots the hardest schedule, uh, it, according to the uh, to the good people at uh, Sharp Football Analysis. Uh, so that's a tough one, but I'm still going with the with the over uh, six and a half wins for the Patriots. What do you think, Rick? I I think the over, but this is probably a seven and ten team for me. Like, I think the defense is going to be good. And look, Bill O'Brien is an actual real-life offensive play caller, and that's not what Mac Jones had access to last season. I understand that was frustrating. But just, like, this division's really tough. They've got a really tough schedule. Are they going to be able to score enough points to be competitive? And I, I, I don't know if we see it at this point with this uh, quarterback in this group of skill position guys. Like, you know, if Juju Smith-Schuster is your number one receiver... Is that what we want right now in 2023? No. No, no. And then, you know, you look at the rest of it. Devonta Parker, like, uh, I don't know. Tyquan Thornton, like, these are these are your three best guys? Like, ugh. it just, it seems as though they're not going to be able to create enough points. And, like, even if you had, like, if, if Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of this team, I would say... I would obviously pick them to, to be, win more than seven games. But I would say, man, are they going to be able to move the ball enough with these receivers? Like, that's that's not enough. Uh, so if Mac Jones is the quarterback, yeah, of course there's going to be some questions about moving the ball enough with these skill position guys. So I would be really worried about that uh, from taking the over. But the defense probably wins you seven games. So take, take the over would be my perspective, but I'd be worried about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, strength of scheduling. All right, last team up. The uh, uh, in the uh, AFC East, the New York Football Jets, who are currently sitting at nine and a half wins. Biggest uh, bring in, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, going to be the quarterback. Zach Wilson now the backup. Other than that, which obviously that that remains to be seen uh, how big that's going to be, but it, at the very least, it should be an upgrade to Zach Wilson, who was pretty abysmal, and the biggest thing he did last year was apparently sleep with the MILF or something. I don't know. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about football. But to me, the question is out for me still on Robert Sala as a head coach, and they bring in uh, your boy, Nathaniel Hackett, as an offensive coordinator. Now, yeah, now Hackett might be one of those guys who it's just like, you just stay there as an OC, <laughs> right? Um, he's, he's, he's had some success as an OC Let's before. Oh, this. Mm-hmm. Here are the last three situations in which Hackett's been calling plays. Because Hackett was the OC in Green Bay. It was pretty, going pretty well, but he wasn't yeah. calling plays. Last three situations. One, Denver last season. And Sean Payton came out with his comments about that. And uh, like he wasn't wrong. Should he have said that out loud to a reporter? 
Probably not. But it was a terrible coaching job. The crowd was counting down the play clock, for Christ's sake. What else are we supposed to say about the coaching job, other than that? Um, So, terrible. Uh, Before that, it was the Bortles-era Jaguars he was calling plays, which... Those teams had some runs, but it wasn't exactly an offense that you'd say is, it was a well-oiled machine. And then before that, it was kind of an era of the Bills where they weren't, weren't very good. So his successes have more been when he isn't calling the plays. He's calling the plays this season. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I think that Rodgers is going to be of the mindset that he's ready to go and prove some people wrong. He's going to want to shove it in some faces in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that will be fascinating. But I have a couple of questions about this roster. For starters, here's the right tackle depth chart. You tell me how you feel about it. Max Mitchell, he's a fourth-round pick in 2022. Makai Becton, we have no idea what the deal is with that guy. And the rest of these guys, we're talking about college free agents or guys that Billy Turner, as an example, they signed him as a free agent from the Broncos, but this is a guy who's available for pretty cheap in the offseason. So they have some problems at the tackle spot. Dwayne Brown remains on the pup list. They've got some problems at both tackle spots. And this has been a real problem in camp, and it's been discussed quite a bit on Hard Knocks, from what I understand. I haven't actually seen it, but from what I understand, it's been a, a one of the plot lines. Are we at the point where we can still say, oh, even though the offensive line plays him good, Aaron Rodgers can carry this offense? I don't know. I'm not sure, so I, I'm worried about that aspect of it. The rest of it, I think the pass catchers looks looks pretty great. Garrett Wilson, yeah, he's an, I think he's a number one guy. If your second best and third best guys are, are Alan Lazard and Corey Davis, I think that's a good group of good group of pass catchers. I think that's pretty good. Interior of the offensive line, good. Uh, running back room, really good. Defense has a chance to be elite, but oof, I'm worried about that tackle situation. Yeah, I'm going under on the nine and a half for me yeah i think that's completely fair with that kind of that hanging out there for sure yeah absolutely uh yeah uh, and it's a situation oh. if it goes bad on offense this year because you know rogers is is constantly under duress or whatever it happens to be if the jets start out zero and three which look at the schedule like they've got a tough schedule here if the jets start out zero and three there's the potential for this to get toxic pretty quick yeah, that's the other thing. If if it just twenty uh, sixth in strength of schedule by by the way, the New York Jets, uh, it, it could just get this could snowball in an instant. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, I just I I I'm banking on it on it snowballing, and I agree with you that I I just I'm. And that defense could be real good, though. Uh, but, you know, they got some question marks about, you know, Brees Hall's coming off an injury. They just signed Dalvin Cook for, you know, one year. And I'm, I'm just going under. Uh, under nine and a half is my official bet for the New York I think Jets. that's fair. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the AFC West. No, sorry. The AFC North. Baltimore Ravens. Current win total is. Mm, ten and a half over plus one hundred under minus one twenty. Going over on the nine and a half. I know this is very risky. I think this is a a. I think this is going to be the toughest division in football. I'm just glad. That I they agree got, with that. Yeah, I'm glad that they. You know, they they, they you know they did a couple things in the offseason that I like. Yeah, obviously, signing Lamar Jackson to a long-term contract, I think, was one. I just, man, I stare at these 
safety names and I get a little bit worried. Uh, 21st in strength of schedule, so that's pretty middle of the pack. Nothing much going on there. I just believe in... Uh, I, I just believe in Lamar Jackson and, and this offense to, to get it done. That's 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 it. I'm going. Over. Well, we'll see I'm, what the Todd. You'll find out. I'm high. I'm high, I'm pretty damn high on the on the AFC North. I think all four of these teams are going to be very good. Uh, they're going to be very good to great, and I just I I, I I like all I like all four of these teams. That means it's going to be hard to rack up wins for everybody. Obviously, uh, we're going to see what the Todd Munkin era looks like on mm-hmm. offense for them once it really going but you look at what they did in the offseason they go get zay flowers they go get odell beckham jr okay that's pretty interesting the offensive line i think a chance to be really good you know everyone's healthy so this is this is a team that an offense that, that, that can be good but i want to see todd munkin calling actual plays in the national football league with lamar jackson as a quarterback you know it's real fun and easy at georgia when you have all the best dudes you know, like, oh, man, we put up another we put up another 60 on Vanderbilt. Like, OK, that's cool. But like, you know, let's uh, let's see you do that in the NFL when the talent level is uh, it levels out a little bit between the rosters. And I think the defense has a chance to be good. There are some concerns about the defense. Absolutely. From a health perspective, from a depth perspective, of course. Um, I think that if, if any of Baltimore, Cleveland or Cincinnati wins its division, I would not be surprised. I still lean towards Cincinnati being the team. Uh, but. Like Baltimore could win this division. I think they're going to finish third, but Baltimore could for sure win this division. Uh, where are you on the over uh, nine and a half? I still like this is probably a ten and seven team. So that's that's what I have. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, the Cincinnati Bengals, whose over under is currently eleven and a half. Uh, it's actually down to 10 and a half now. I remember I did bet it at uh, 11 and a half, uh, but the juice, the, the, the sharps have been killing this under. It, uh, Bengals opened up at 12 and a half, sharps bet it down to 11 and a half, and now it's down to 10 and a half, and the 10 and a half has a minus 130 juice. So they are, the sharps are um, not fans of the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Uh, Bengals 20th in strength to schedule, so nothing there, just kind of. Um, Sit in the middle of the pack. Other than that, kind of just bringing back the same goodness they had last year that got them all the way to a uh, all the way to an NFC Championship game. Uh, although you know they could have got got by <laughs> Tyler Huntley there if not for if not for one yeah. little uh, not for one little uh, fumble there. But uh, right who, who, now that whole fourth quarter was played differently if the Bengals are down. But yes, yeah. True, true, true. But you know, like Boyd, Higgins, Chase, the, the, like, like arguably the, the best uh, receiving core uh, in the league. Oh, I don't even know if it's really a conversation. I think it's yeah, just. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it is much of a conversation guys. either. Well, we'll wait and see what uh, what, what that uh, that Jackson Nigba, whatever his name is, for uh, for yeah, Seattle yeah. does. Right. We'll wait. We'll wait and see what happens there. But for right now, this is this is likely it. Um, you know, Joe Mixon was is going to be available. I guess that's how I'll phrase that for the, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I just don't, I, I, the sharps are, are, are on them and are, are on the under. I'm on the under. I bet it at the 11 and a half right now. It's at 10 and a half with the juice going minus one thirty on the over. 
So, I mean, you're, you're getting plus 110 on the under. I don't like it necessarily at 10.5. I liked it a lot better when it was under 11.5, but uh, it's tough to say. I, I'm, I'm still on the under, but my, my under is at the 11.5. I don't know what to say about the 10.5. What say you, Craig? I, I think it's the over. Mm-hmm. For I just over don't want to. Over 10.5, yeah. Because I yeah. think 11 and, 11 and 6 feels like their record to me, so. Yeah, that's I, I think it's the over and uh, here are my reasons. Like obviously, I'm a little concerned about this 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 Burrow health situation, but it, from uh, what all the reports are, you should be good to go week one, so that's fine. Uh, but this is the second off season in a row where they have gone out and spent a whole lot of money on players to keep bad things from happening to Joe Burrow. So they go out and go to Orlando Brown Jr. this time, who, uh, you know, Chiefs fans will tell you, not an elite pass blocker, but the guy's a really good run grader, and that's going to switch up some of the things that this offense can do. Because the more you think about what happens when Joe Mixon gets it, the more trouble you're going to get into when those other three guys get it. So I, I think this offense has a chance to be the best one in the NFL. And I think this defense is going to continue to be pretty good. So I I think that this is this is a contending team. The only reason I don't think this team is going to win twelve or thirteen games is because of the tough division they're in. But uh, no, I think the Bengals are, are are the division winner here, and I think they're going to hit the over. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the reason the Sharks are all on are, are mostly on the under, and why they when it was twelve and a half they completely well they decimated it down two wins. And maybe they're thing. worried about not having Jesse Bates as a safety, mm-hmm. and uh, understandable. But like you know, the Bengals shouldn't have matched that contract, so that's one thing from a team building perspective. But like they've shown under uh, under Luana Ruro here that. Uh, they can adjust to not having guys around. And I think they'll do that again. Yeah, I, I think the Sharps are just looking at it as like first place schedule, even though, you know, it's it's pretty middle of the pack in terms of strength of schedule. But like the division is just a lot tougher. Like you're going to like you're going to be grinding out wins in this. And then, like I said, they're going to have the first place schedule in this division. And also, it's tough to win a division three years in a row. It just is. Uh, unless you're the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs, but like for the most part, it just is. But the Bengals might also be with Burrow might be that rare breed of uh, great offense and quarterback that just uh, keep that going. Uh, I'm still on the under, but like I said, my under is 11 and a half, so that's I'm, I'm likely going to be sweating that one. Uh, next up, the Cleveland Browns, who are currently sitting at nine and a half. This was one of the easiest overs for me. I actually bet them when the over was um, eight and a half. So got that one, which is fine. It's nine and a half. You can still get plus 105 or plus 115 on the nine and a half minus 135 in the under, which is crazy. Um, the Sharps are all over the Cleveland over. They're also betting the Cleveland to win the division odds, which are, you know, somewhere between three and four to one, uh, four to one based on, uh, what website you happen to be perusing. Uh, as far as their strength of schedule goes, let me see if I can find Cleveland Browns 16 dead nuts in the middle. So nothing to really report there. Um, we're just staring at, uh, Deshaun Watson getting a, a full off season workout for the first time. Uh, listen, this is not going to be pretty. It's not going to be, morally great feeling. Yeah, I'm not making this bet. Like, I, I think this is the right bet, uh, but I'm not making this bet because I don't want to be happy when Deshaun Watson wins football games. That's fair, but you know what? I'm not here to 
I, I, play moral I'm, I'm, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I understand. I'm here to try to put money in my pocket. And I'm not saying it's a moral here, so. failing to bet the over on the Browns. I just personally, I'm not going to nope. do it. I don't I, feel- I, I'm, it's, it, it's, money's not going to be clean if I win it. That's for sure. But, you know, like, again, I'm not here to win any, any moral compass contest or whatever. Uh, but I am absolutely on the over at Cleveland. Got him at eight and a half. Still like him at nine. I think the public is is just leaving this team for dead, and the sharps are are on him. I, They're going to be able to run the ball really effectively. And you look yeah. at the. I think that Elijah Moore is going is a talented player that just couldn't get it going with the horrific quarterback situation he had with the Jets. This is going to be better. Um, and he's maybe their third best guy. Obviously, yeah. obviously Amari is number one, but Peoples Jones is a pretty nice player too. Then. I just think the offense can be pretty good, and I think this defense, like there, there are some things that you worry about with this defense, but I think the defense has a chance to be really good. Yeah, yeah, for all those reasons and more, <laughs> we're recommending the Cleveland over. Uh, all right, last up for the AFC North, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are currently sitting at where are you? I think it's eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half. Now the over is minus one forty. Um, here's the thing for the purposes of this challenge that I said that I'm doing, I have a small, small bet on the Steelers over, uh, the problem with this from, from a, a, a standpoint right now is the eight and a half, uh, the minus minus one forty that's going to the over, uh, this is just a pure Mike Tomlin bet. I don't know how he keeps doing it every year. He drags this team somehow to nine wins. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be decent. And I, I think they've upgraded at a couple of positions. I think they're going to be a lot more feisty and better this year. I think this team is going to finish above. This is the only team in this division, I think you said this earlier, that I wouldn't necessarily give them a shot to win the division. But they're going to be damn frisky. And they're going to take a win off of one of the other, uh, like a win, maybe two off of the other three guys in this division, right? Um, And I'm just not betting again. This is just another Mike Tomlin moment for me. Uh, Despite the fact they won't get rid of Matt Canada as an offensive coordinator, I'm still going uh, with this team to to get to nine wins. So I'm going going over uh, eight and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What say you, Craig? I think it's the under. Okay. Yeah, I, I I just look at this, and I don't know if I trust this offense to be good. I don't know if I trust this offensive line to be good. And then you look at the defense, too, and you're like, okay, this should be good. They've got T.J. Watt, obviously, and they've got Cameron Hayward still, of course, and they've got... But then you look at some of the other spots, and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on with these linebackers? Are we sure that these guys are really, uh, really plus-level linebackers? And, you know, and then... You know, we got DeMonte KZ is your strong safety. Levi Wallace is, you know, like, you know, Joey Porter Jr. has been burned a couple of times in camp. So we'll see what he's all about. But uh, Patrick Peterson was a guy who was very much up and down with Minnesota. And he's obviously another year older. He's a smart player. But we'll see what the athleticism looks like. I, I just I've got some questions about the defense and the offense. I know the coach is great. I understand that. But. Uh, this is a tough division. You're playing. You're playing some really good teams six times. Just right. even if you get out of that at two and four, it, it might be tough to get yourself all the way to uh, to nine and eight. So I, I'm going to take the under on Pittsburgh. Well, I know that I don't want to bet against Tomlin. Yeah, but. here's here's the thing. You mentioned that they're going to be playing 
though that they've got those six games. Those six division games are their pretty much their only tough games. The Pittsburgh Steelers currently have with those with what we think is going to be the toughest division uh, in the National Football League this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a strength of schedule that is ranked eight. Um, so they get San Francisco right out the gate, tough one. Cleveland, uh, tough one. Yep. Then they get Vegas and Houston. Okay. Should uh, ends, yeah. Baltimore, Rams, Jaguars, Titans, Packers, uh, Cleveland, uh, Arizona, New England, Colts, and then they end with Seattle, Baltimore. It, it's so like there's going to be some W's to find there for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I I, I would say, but. I, I, I get what you're saying, that there's a lot of question marks with this team. I, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be... I think, and, and look, I understand the thought process of, hey, I, I'm i going to count Mike Tomlin figure a lot of this stuff out. I, 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 that's fair. That's that's a, a reasonable way to go about it. All right. Uh, moving on to the AFC South. we got two divisions left. First up... The Houston Texans, everybody's favorite team, the Houston Texans, who are currently sitting at six and a half wins. Um, under, <laughs> like under six and a half. I I, I know that the 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 under is minus one thirty. There's actually this used to be five and a half. I think if you could find five and a half, you can pay less juice and then bet the under on, on the Texans at, at five and a half as well, and then you don't have to pay the 30 juice. Because I don't think this team's getting uh, to five or six wins. Uh, they have a... That sounds awesome. If you, if you work for the Arizona Cardinals, what you just said sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Houston Texans, seventh in terms of strength of schedule. I don't think that, that matters much. Obviously, the biggest thing happening here is uh, what are they going to do with C.J. Shroud? and uh, how he's going to look and uh, whether or not his uh, smaller stature will uh, be able to hold up to the rigors of a, a, a NFL uh, type of game. But, I mean, even with C.J. Stroud, who I, I do like more than it seems like most people do, um, you know, despite how high he went in the draft, there's a lot of consternation there. Um, I mean, you know, you're just looking at the what else they got. I mean, the, the offensive line is is sh- in shambles, other than like Laramie Tunsil, and it, it's the, the the running backs are. are... They went out. And, they got Shaq Mason in a trade, but yeah, yeah they, they're they're, yeah, they're they did bring in Shaq Mason. So I, I mean, the I pass yeah, they catching, it, but pass catchers oh. leave something to be desired for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like Dalton Schultz uh, is, and might be the what's guy this... who leads them and catches. Yeah. Who knows? God, what's is defense going to be? Is my question. Mm-hmm. They need Will Anderson based on where they took him and what they, they did in order to get him. They need him to be like uh, one of the Bosa's for God's sake. Yeah. So yeah, and then okay, okay. So you got Derek Singley Jr., phenomenal athlete. Okay, that's great. Um, let's see this in, in games. Let's see you making a, a difference in games. You go out and get Sheldon Rankins to help yourselves against the run. Like I, I, I understand sort of what you've done on defense here, but I need to see it before I think that this is going to be anything but a unit that gets scored on with some regularity because that's what it was a year ago. So, yeah, Willie Anderson coming in, that helps. And what really helps is D'Amico Ryan's coming in. That sounds great. But I want to see it before I start thinking it's going to be all right. So you've got a young quarterback. You've got some pass catchers that I don't think are going to be plus pass catchers, uh, to say the least. 
So there's some concern there, and I just want to see it on defense. If there's some talent, you can you can tell where the talent is, but I want to see it on defense. Yeah, so I'm going under on uh, – I bet under on the five and a half. How do you feel about the six and a half, Greg? I'm going to go under on the six and a half. This feels like a, a five-win team to me. This is a five and 12, six and 12, that's six and 11 type team. Well, then I'm glad I've got a little bit in a better number at the five and a half. Uh, all right, the Indianapolis Colts. This one might be my first shocker here, Craig. I might, I might just. I'm not sure if I, if I absolutely shocked you here, but here we go. I'm gonna try it with this one. Um, six and a half is the Colts' win total. Minus one twenty for the over, plus one hundred for the under. I'm going over on the Colts. I, I think they're, I think they're gonna hit. I think they're gonna hit this over. Um, this is a very poor division. I like Anthony Richardson. Uh. They're straight. They're, I have a lot of take. Okay. And I saw, like, see, I saw tons of Anthony Richardson uh, at at Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, Florida's pass catches were just not very good this past season. There are a lot of drop balls, a lot of things just shouldn't have gone all that good. I think that if it was a typical Florida pass catcher's year, Anthony Richardson may have been the first overall pick in this draft. Yeah. I. That's, and that, the Colts may have thought themselves uh, a pretty fortunate set of circumstances with him falling to four. That's what I think might have happened here. I've got money on him for rookie of the year. That was going to be my second. Uh, that was going to be my second best bet. I think it's a good uh, bet. Yeah, uh, I think getting to seven wins is going to be pretty easy in this division. They have the third best strength of schedule according to Sharp Football Analysis. Um, I, I just think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I, th- I think they're easily going to get to seven wins. You might, you might even right, see that. Uh, here's a lot of about the Jonathan Taylor thing seems awkward. Yes. And, like, that's a sort of wreck a season. If you have your most high-profile player, other than, I guess, Richardson now that, after the draft, but you have that guy, like, openly and publicly fighting with your owner, that's sort of stuff that, if it doesn't get resolved a certain way or if, if the vibes get off to start the year, that could wreck mm-hmm. a season. I'd be worried about I'm worried that's, about that part of it. That's true, but it also could be yet another experiment. I think the defense how... has a chance to be. Yeah. The yeah, I agree. The defense. That's another thing that I, I, I a reason I'm in on this uh, this Colts over is I think the defense isn't going to be a sieve this year, which is which is much better. Uh, that Jonathan Taylor thing though could also just end up being another futile exercise in how uh, expendable running backs keep becoming. Um, I mean, you saw a lot of it in the fact that all the holdouts ended up signing for basically one-year deals. I think that's I think that's the I, future I, of running backs. I, I think you might be right. It, well, you know, maybe there's going to be some sort of zagging and digging, whatever it happens to be. And, and part of it's yeah. going to be running back be a, a big feature in your passing game, which Taylor is not one. But running backs are going to be a big feature in your passing game. Like, what's their value? Either way, uh, like it or not, as far as a running back value conversation, uh, hey – does this owner have the backs of the guys in the locker room conversation? This is bad for that. Oh, like this is just, this is, this is bad for that. So I'm not saying it will derail things and Hey, maybe it won't, but geez, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, I, I'm worried about that aspect of it. That would be my concern about yeah, taking the no, over I here. I agree. That absolutely has to be mentioned. Um, but other than that, I think the Especially the offense they want to run. Like, there's going to be a lot, I would suspect. Because, like, this is Shane Steichen coming in. It's going to, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you would think looks like things he ran with the Eagles last year, of course. So I think there's going to be a lot of 
you know, read option stuff, obviously, with this type of quarterback who can move this way and has this kind of arm. And, and, and Taylor's going to have to be a big part of that. And if, if, if he's not around or if he is uh, sort of being a, a guy who's, who's, who's ticked off with the situation, that just has a chance to derail the entire project. Uh, but I think we both like the over on the uh, on the Colts. Uh, six and yeah, nine. that's 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 mine. Uh, I just have worries about that over. But that's I I would say the over is the way to go yeah, there. I I, have, I think those worries are completely founded. But uh, it's just yeah, the over is is the way to go. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars nine and a half uh, is the over, uh, or is the win total. Uh, for the purposes of this thing, I'm going over. Unfortunately. The, uh, as far as me recommending that to you as an individual better who, who maybe wants to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars, unfortunately, uh, the Sharps beat you to it because the value was completely gone in <laughs> this Jaguars over. Uh, it's minus 140 now. Uh, man, the, the, the Sharps have just uh, have just gone and, and destroyed the value, but unfortunately, that's where it, that, that's where it is. Um, Jacksonville is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be their division. Uh, they've got Trevor Lawrence, who came into his own after uh, that uh, shaky year, Urban Meyer year one that we all. I don't think I just think and... when, when we're evaluating Trevor Lawrence, that just we just never discuss that season again. No, yeah, last no, year no. for the for the purposes of of all Trevor Lawrence discussion going forward, this past season was his rookie year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, he's got an argument for one of the better. Uh, receiving cores now too now that calvin ridley is back fresh yep. off his gambling suspension uh him and zay jones and christian kirk that is you know they, they can do some stuff Evan I, Ingram I, tight end. yes that's good yeah that's very very that's good. good he's he's got and some guys so i i have i have some questions about the offensive line so they they lose mm-hmm. jamar taylor uh but they bring in anton harrison and we'll see what how his game translates into the nfl uh, but they've got some options along the offensive line there, no matter how this goes. Uh, and, and I think that Peterson is a really creative and, and innovative and interesting play caller. So, uh, yeah, this is the this is the best team in the division, I think, quite clearly. Uh, what's going to happen on defense is my question. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do a lot on that side of the ball just because they, they spent a lot of money last season on making life better for Trevor Lawrence. And that has worked out, and that's good. But... They're going to need some guys who are high, high picks, specifically one guy who was the first overall pick, to really, really take some steps forward here for this to be a defense that you can count on. And, and I don't think it's too early to talk about this, but if you're in Jacksonville right now and you look at what Aiden Hutchinson did this past season for the Lions, like it's not hindsight to say, hey, maybe that was the guy you should have taken there. Like That's not... That's not backseat quarterbacking. That's that's not, well, we waited a year and now we're saying who you should have taken. There are a lot of people who said that night. Oh, man, they probably should have taken that guy. And the Lions of War Room, quite famously, as soon as they heard the name Trayvon Walker, they didn't walk to the podium with Aiden Hutchinson's name on the card. They ran to the point where the NFL got annoyed with them for not, like, drawing out the drama a little bit. So, like... (laughs) This is not hindsight that, hey, maybe some people thought Aiden Hutchinson was the best player in that draft. So they're going to need to see some stuff from Trayvon Walker. They're going to need to see some stuff from some other guys here who were high picks. Uh, Devin Lloyd, where does the improvement come with him uh, here in year two? Uh, and the secondary is just like, 
I don't know. Are we sure about this? Like, it just it's it's not a group that you look at and think that this is going to be a a really kind of elite pass defense group. So they have an offense that should be able to outscore some problems for them. But what do you get from the defense? Can you get key stops for them in big moments? That'll be the question for this year for them. As far as not necessarily whether you can win the AFC South. I mean the offense alone can win them the AFC South. But what kind of team are you? relative to your other peers in the AFC who have Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean and big playoff win for them last year too with the uh with, yep. with the comeback. Although I mean it was it was what, twenty seven nothing, right? Going into halftime. We we do this thing sometimes. Twenty seven three. Yeah. Well we do we do things sometimes in football where it's like, you know, you see twenty seven you, you see 27 nothing or whatever, and it's like, boy, that's a lot. But isn't, you know, isn't 27 in the NFL, if you really break it down, isn't that like 3.9 to nothing, basically? You know, if you were to put that in, in context for other sports. Like, it's not that insurmountable, right? Like, and it's, Yeah, it's, well, it is and it isn't. Like, right? It, I, I, I know it's I'm, happened I'm, like three times in the playoffs in NFL history. Like, there's a reason for that. Like, it's, True. And in you other get, you sports, understand what like, I'm saying, though, right? Is that sometimes oh, I get it. But like, so, so because so, the NFL so, has compare, big numbers, right? Like we, we sometimes no, conflate I get these, right? But like compare compare it to hockey, right? So let's just say, it, it, like you're you're down 28 points and say that's four nothing, right? Yeah. There's a difference to hockey and football. Is in football, if you're up by that many points, you can deliberately try to make the game end faster. You know, that's like true. you can do strategic things to try to make that happen in hockey. You can't just sit there with the puck and hope they don't come try to take it from you and run the clock. That's not how it works. So that that just as an example, right? Like it's That's so true. the numbers look big, but at the same time, you can and should be able to adjust strategy once you're up by that many to not allow your opponent to score on every possession of the second half, which is basically what happened there. I, I, I but it, it, so there's a reason it just hadn't happened that much. Uh, it's going to happen more often in the NFL now that we're in this era. Like that 27 nothing would have been insurmountable in 1996 if we were doing it then. In this era when there's more rules that are more conducive for passing and the way the league has changed, yeah, it's going to happen more often than it did for sure. But it's like it's still notable when it occurs is what I'll say. For sure, for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just, I, I was just saying that like, you know, we get, we get a little too bent out of shape. Cause it's like, you know, you see three, nothing comebacks in hockey and it's the same thing in hockey. If, if hockey is a sport we're using, um, you see, you know, three, nothing comebacks in, in hockey constantly these days, especially cause they're trying to improve the, uh, the amount of scoring and whatnot as well. Um, yeah, I was just, man, this Jaguars team was, they were so good to us in their two playoff games last year, Craig, the big time comeback for the cover. And then the, uh. They, they, they were, oh God, what were they? They were down uh, 11. They did have a backdoor cover. I forget they how it was. backdoor cover because they did the smart thing where they kicked the field goal, right? And then went for the onside kick against uh, uh, against the Chiefs. Oh it, was, it was, oh, it was just the best thing ever. They were so good to us. Uh, strength of schedule for the Jaguars, pretty mediocre. They're at 12 despite the fact uh, they're in this division. Uh, this division feels like theirs for the taking, and I'm, I'm going with the, with the over on the nine and a half. Um, last thing I'll expect, say, yeah. uh, I expect a big breakout year from Trevor Lawrence too. Like last year. Yeah. Was, that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm thinking is like this, this is year two. Yeah. This is year two of a guy that we think is one of the two or three best prospects to come through college football in the last 25 years. This is year two. And it has a chance to be something real good. 
last team in this division, the Tennessee Titans. Over under seven and a half. Uh, boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, minus 125 to the over, plus 105 to the under. This is a, we, we, we talk about this, you'll hear us talk about this more on a week-to-week basis where it, 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 there'll be a hold-your-nose-and-take-the-points type of game. This is a hold-your-nose-and-bet-the-over uh, for me. Um, Sharps have come in a little bit on the over for the Titans, too. That's why it's at plus uh, or minus 125. Um, you know, they bring in – to me, is just like – they bring in DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. That, that doesn't move the needle for me as far as the, 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 the win totals, but although he is a, a very good receiver and a weapon, it's still Ryan Tannehill – Unless they end it's up still a terrible Ryan. offensive line. Yeah, it's a terrible offensive that's, line. That, it, that's the whole team, is that? Yeah. I just, to me, this is a pretty weak division. I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. And I, I think this he's a guy who can get this team to, to, to eight wins with a, uh, you know, a, a decently easy strength of schedule, ranked ninth in the league in terms of uh, – strength of schedule so uh I, I to me this is this is just me much like my pittsburgh pet where i'm going with uh uh the over even though i, I think that one's a stay away for the purposes of my uh, my 32 challenge here uh i'm going with the over on the seven and a half of the tennessee titans based purely on on mike frabel and uh, my believability in him what say you craig I think it's the under, and I like Vrabel too. But that this, I just can't get over this offensive line. I can't do it. And just Tannehill's going to be on the run for his life. And if something happens to him, all of a sudden, yeah, Levis, (laughs) Will Levis or Malik Willis or whoever it is doesn't matter. There is just a chance that this does go poorly. That like that is like very poorly. Like you, you give. Andre Dillard, this big contract to come over, he couldn't get on the field for the Eagles. And I know they've got a bunch of good dudes over there, but, you know, he couldn't get on the field for them. The rest of these guys are guys that they got off really the scrap heap. And it's just like, it's not something that I would be confident in, obviously, as far as creating time for Tannehill. And if Derrick Henry is no longer Derrick Henry, and, you know, he's already on borrowed time when it comes to the, the running back career arc, this offense has a chance to be really not good. Really not good. And the defense, as much as you want to believe in Vrabel, and they went out and got some guys this offseason, and they go get, and they go get uh, Alshair Aziz, uh, Aziz Alshair, rather, from uh, the, the 49ers, and he was a guy who made some plays with them when he was on the field last year. Harold Landry comes back from injury, which is, which is helpful for them, and that's good. I, I, I just, you look at the names, and you think to yourself – is this like an elite defense? Probably not. Like it could be a good defense, but I th- if this I think is this... the best unit, if this is the best unit the team has uh, has to offer, I I just have a hard time seeing them win eight nine games. No, I I I'm hearing all that. I think this team is the absolute definition of mid, as the kids would say. I think this is a, a this is an absolute mid team, but they got a pretty easy strength of schedule. They got a pretty easy division, and they got a pretty smart head coach. So I, I can can that get you to eight wins? That's really all I need to do in order to hit this in order to hit this over. So that's, that's fair. 
That's about it. Um, I just like if if Tannehill gets hurt, then like you know, and it's possible. Like again, know that we we were we're doing hypotheticals here, but the way this offensive line is set up, he's he's going to be taking some hits this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh God. And then it's Will Levis, who I do not believe in. (laughs) So, ooh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm officially going over on the on the Tennessee Titans, and it sounds like you're on the under. And with that, we move to our fourth and final AFC division. We always do this division last so that we can get to talk to about your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. And let's kick off the uh, the, the the West chat with a little bit of Broncos talk. Your boys, the Denver Broncos, are currently sitting at eight and a half. Obviously, um. The worst season in the history of the Denver Broncos last year? Um, in terms of results based the, with eye the, the test, second, I guess, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's probably fair to say. I think that's probably yeah, fair to say. It, it was all uh, like, it was certainly so many tactical points. errors, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so here's my first thought on, on Denver for this year. One, they went out and they spent some money this offseason, and you can argue about whether this money was uh, entirely well spent from a long-term perspective, and they've got some guarantees that go into years, you know, years two and three for a lot of these contracts, but uh, when you add Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey, the offensive line is going to be better, uh, potentially by quite a bit. So there's that. And then you do some things on defense that I think will will help them, will make some sense. Uh, you bring in Zach Allen from Arizona, who uh, I think is a nice player. They were really banged up on defense for a lot of last year. Uh, when you're talking about Randy Gregory, you're talking about some other guys that uh, uh, the, the middle linebackers were, were, were pretty banged up. Josie Duham some time. And you're into year three here from Pat Sertan, who I think is the best corner in the NFL. Um, you got what I think has a chance to be a very good secondary uh, Vance Joseph coming back, being defensive coordinator. He's got a lot more to work with now than he's had in, uh, in some of his previous stops, including when he was the head coach in, uh, in Denver. Um, and then the, the biggest thing, and this, of course, really matters, is we talk sometimes about, and, and, and I know that a lot of NFL analysts talk about, okay, if you can go from having one of the worst in the league at a certain spot to even middle of the pack, that's a huge improvement. It can mean a lot for your team. They have gone from a horrific coaching job this past season. It was really bad. And, and, and he lost the locker room right away. It was very obvious that Monday night in Seattle, like this, it was a disaster the rest of the way. There was all sorts of fights about who was doing what with the offense and who's got access to this and this on the team and all this stuff. That was a mess. You go from that to dude who will be in the Hall of Fame. Their head coach, Sean, at some point in Sean Payton's life, he is going to see a bust of himself in Canton, Ohio. He is a Hall of Fame NFL head coach to this. I think there is no question at all. So you go from bottom of the league at head coach to elite guy. And this matters in a couple of different ways. One, you know, just game management and things along those lines. And you, you have some people that are smart and know what they're doing. And two, and this is the big one. There were a lot of fights last year over who gets to do what in the offense and who's in charge. And Russell wanted to do this. And there was disputes over who was going to do what. Um, Russell doesn't have any a leg to stand on now when it comes to who's running the offense. No, it's, it's the guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame for designing elite offenses. That's who's in charge here. 
that's who's that's who's responsible for this. There's no discussion. And he probably has more job security with this organization than anyone's had in the post, like, like basically since John Elway, essentially. Um, this he's the guy. So there's not going to be any. Well, he may not be here in a year. Like, no, I don't know. He's he's here. He's going to be around. So we'll see what that means for them going forward. A lot of injuries last year. A lot of negative situations last year with coaching. There's some bad luck. Uh, I think this is an over. I think this is a team that is going to be contending for a playoff spot. Yeah, I have no notes. I have no notes, Craig. Uh, the the Denver Broncos over uh, win total is eight and a half. It's minus one ten going both ways so basically even money i'm all over this over and i'm also betting their uh betting them to win the division just because i like their odds i think they were five or six to one uh now that's going to be tough obviously because they're in the same division as uh the kansas city chiefs but you know i like having a little bit on, I think on that finish there. a second yeah that's that's and, what i'll say and then I yeah think i think they do second. too i think they i think they do nope. too i think they i think they smash this over uh, and I, the only question I have is whether or not I can hit this over or, uh, for the 32 challenge is, is Russell Wilson cooked or not? Right. Like, which I don't think yeah, he and, is. I, I would be surprised if he went from Seattle being ninth in DVOA on offense his last year there to being cooked in the space of one offseason from a couple of different perspectives. One that just like, sometimes it comes quick for quarterbacks, but not that quick. And here's the other thing. Like there's all sorts of memes about Russell Wilson and all sorts of questions about Russell Wilson, but mm-hmm. does the guy work hard at his craft? I don't think there should be any question about that. I think that should be a very clear. Yes. So this is not, you know, to borrow from another sport, this is not a James Harden situation where it's a guy who's, going out a whole lot and you, you wonder like, what's your commitment level to, to playing in the NBA here? No one's wondering about Russell Wilson's commitment level. They wonder about some of his decisions, of course, but like the dude's a uh, friggin' gym rat and is constantly watching tape and all this stuff. So like, you know, he's, I, I'm not worried about that aspect of it, put it that way. I think that we're going to see in a better environment with a coach that, you know, you can just firmly say, no, I actually get to decide this here because I'm Sean Payton, goddammit. Um, <laughs> it's going to be good for everybody, and I think it's going to be good for the Broncos' offense. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, we'll always remember the uh, – because, I mean, the, the, the moment that will live in infamy for the 2022 Denver Broncos will be that Manning cast moment where uh, Shannon Sharp and then Payton and Eli watched as the Broncos – uh, call timeout here. Second, yeah, call. Yeah, he goes. All right, call timeout. Get everybody set, and then they watch yeah, forty seconds. Click, a <laughs> click off yeah. the top. Call <laughs> the timeout, and then kick like a better, Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was week one, and it was at that point. It's like, oh man, this this could be bad, and it was. Yeah, it was. It was very bad. Anyway, we both love the uh, Denver Broncos over. Broncos, uh, 23rd strength of schedule. Uh, so a bit tough, but that's going to happen when you're in the same division as the as the Chiefs and Chargers. Um, speaking of Chiefs, we are moving on to talk about the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a over-under win total of 11.5, minus 1.4 to the over, plus 120 to the under. Uh, uh, 
I don't know what to tell you. This this is not for the this is not for the strength of or, or this is not for the for the the the, the weak of, of stomach. If you do not have a constitution, just move along. But I'm betting the under on the 11 and a half with the Kansas City Chiefs getting uh, plus 120. Uh, this is a team that loves to play with their food a lot, and it has cost them W's in the past. Uh, also, there's just no value on the over. It's minus 140, and by the way, it's not minus 140 because of the Sharps. It's minus 140 because of the public, and I'm not going to uh, be joining the public on uh, betting the over of the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you don't have the stomach for it, just move along because uh, I'm, I'm betting the the under on uh, – uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a uh, bottom five strength of schedule, by the way. They have a the uh, fifth uh, toughest schedule in, in the league uh, going this year. So um, so there's that. So I got that going in my favor, is they're at least not playing a cupcake schedule. So other than that, I mean, all the usual names are back for this team, right? Including uh, the best football player on planet Earth, Patrick Mahomes, right now. That's... Uh, it's not going to be tough, but uh, it, it, you got to do what you got to do, and there's no value in the over, so I'm going to the under. What say you, Craig? Um, yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I I think that that is uh, yeah, and and, I'm not, and and it shouldn't be easy, and and at some point, it's going to be a situation where I. So the the Breaking Bad mean Jesse Pinkman getting upset with you know he can't keep getting away with it like yeah at some point they're not going to keep getting away with running these non Kelsey pass catchers out there are they like I know that you have Mahomes and he can just turn like you know and their their theory in team building is we get a bunch of good dudes on the offensive line and it doesn't matter who's catching the ball because we have this quarterback and as long as he's not under pressure a lot he will just figure something out. Yeah. But can he keep getting away with it, I suppose, is the question, and, and, and we're going to see. So uh, that doesn't mean they won't win the division. Of course, they could, they could easily win the division and have this bet be the under. So I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. Not much to discuss on this team that's uh, going to be contending for a uh, uh, third trip to the Super Bowl in four years and a potential third uh, ring as well. Uh, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders currently sitting at six and a half. This line opened up back in March at seven and a half. And the Sharps, like I've never seen before, and myself included, I guess, although with, with a, a much like tidier bankroll, the Sharps obliterated the under for the Las Vegas Raiders when it was seven and a half. Uh to the point where now it is six and a half and there's minus 130 juice on the other plus 110. I think this is one of the worst rosters we have. And also Josh McDaniels, I think is, is, is bar none the worst coach in uh, the national football league. That guy is a nothing burger of a head coach. And he's quite frankly, he's not much of an offensive coordinator because like, what has he done? Uh, without the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, uh, under center for him at, at any at any time. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, they, they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who I'm not a big believer in. Uh, this is uh, Devontae. I, I, I can see, like, Devontae Adams. Like, 
uh, like demanding a trade halfway through this year. Like, I, Absolutely. Think, I think this has potential to get extremely toxic. Um, like I said, the Sharps obliterated the under. Even at the six and a half, I'm still betting uh, Las Vegas under. I, th- I think this is a team that might be contending for the number one pick. This, this is a, a garbage team. Yeah, it's bad. And a lot of it is the drafts that John Gruden and Mike Mayock booted. That's part of it. But yep. the, McDaniels and, and, and their group haven't really done anything to make this any better either. So uh, it just is – this is bad. Like they, 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 I would be more surprised by them winning seven games than I would be by them getting the first pick in the draft. Yeah, the, the, also strength of schedule, according to Sharp Football Analysis, second toughest uh, going on in the league. Now, some of that is going to be because uh, they're uh, in a, a, divi- a division where uh, three of the teams are going to be good, and they're not one of those three teams. And uh, not only that, but the three other teams are going to be very good. <laughs> so uh, th- this, this is a bad roster under, under, under on the Las Vegas Raiders. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't exactly known for surviving entire seasons either. So, uh, no, plus, no. Plus, they got so the whole just Josh listen Jacob to things too, right? Josh Jacobs is their best player. Uh, well, sorry, Devontae Adams is probably their best player. But Josh Jacobs is close to being one of their best players. And he, like, he, he's not loving. Being he's going to be coming in late. Yep. Yep. Listen to this. How, like, how many times you, you say, I'm going to read the schedule. You tell me when you think the Raiders are going to be favored. Mm-hmm. At Denver. Nope. At Buffalo. Certainly not. Home to Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. Home to Maybe. Pittsburgh on Sunday night, potentially, but probably not, I will say. At the Chargers. Certainly not. Home to Green Bay on Monday Night Football. Potentially, Maybe. but we'll 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 have more of a book on See what Jordan, Jordan Love all about. Then. Yeah. Uh, home to the Patriots. No. At Chicago. No. At Detroit. No. That's uh, that's Monday Night Football as well. Um, uh, home to the Giants. No. Home to the Jets. Uh, no, unless that Rogers, like completely toxic fall apart is happening, yeah. but, but no. uh, at Miami, no home to Kansas city. Certainly not <laughs> home to Minnesota. Uh, no, even if, uh, the regression is coming for Minnesota still, still no, no, no. Uh, home to the chargers. Definitely not. At Kansas City. Oh, absolutely not. In fact, they're going to be potentially three touchdown dogs in that one. Yeah. Right then. Home to the... Sorry, at the Colts, rather. At the Colts. At the Colts? By then, no. Yeah. And then home to the Broncos, which obviously week seven, week 18 games, all sorts of crazy things can happen. But on, if we take that game at face value, certainly not. So we're looking at potentially two games. We, we found maybe yeah. two games. On in on a uh, seventeen game schedule where they they might uh, yep. be favored. Mm. Yep, mm. it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be very, bad. Very bad. Very very bad. Uh, all right, last team, the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert nine and a half minus one twenty for the over plus one hundred. <sighs> Talk me out of betting the over, Craig. 
I'm on the over for the can uh, for the for the Los Angeles Chargers. And friends don't let friends believe in the Los Angeles Chargers. So I need you to talk me out of this the, the, uh, of this team getting ten wins. I think there's a lot of different things. The defense is questionable. Uh, yeah. Like they have they have some good players. They have some good players, but there there's legitimate wonder as far as you know when are they going to put this all together. And how is this going to work? And, you know, they've got some older guys as well. And what's 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 their situation going to be like? So, yeah, there's some concern there, of course. Uh, the offense should be good, clearly. But haven't we been left from the Chargers offense the last couple of years thinking this should be better a couple yeah, of times? They're now, not get, they're not they, squeezing all they, the juice out of that orange, that's for sure. No, they've, why not? they've gone out and got Kellen Moore instead of Joe mm-hmm. Lombardi. And I think, I think we pretty clearly figured out that Joe Lombardi's best role is what he's doing right now is he sits and helps Sean Payton design plays and Sean Payton calls them. Yeah. Um, but so they've, they've gone out and got Kellen Moore, which I think is an upgrade. We'll see what that means. I, I'm not as sold on this team as a lot of people are. Put it that way. Yeah. Tough schedule, too, obviously, because you know, they played the Chiefs twice. Uh, 27th, uh, one spot better than the aforementioned Chiefs. So there, it's it's a bottom six schedule. Uh, God, that Herbert's just such a stud. <laughs> he's, he's just so very like how, good. Uh, how come he's good? But how come we have, and again, maybe, you'll, maybe some of this is on Joe Lombardi. I guess we're going to see. How come we haven't seen this offense really be amongst the best in the NFL? With him at quarterback and good receivers. Now they had some health problems at receiver last season, obviously, and, and they probably won't go through that same thing again. But ugh, I don't know. I just i I want to see them go out and be a team that wins the games they're supposed to every week. Yeah, it's true, and it, it, like that is a thing, and that's why I, I you know preface this whole uh, uh, this whole segment on the Chargers here of, you know, friends not letting friends bet the Chargers over or the Chargers' futures because, God, I, you know, I, I I fall for a couple of them every year with this team, and it, it just kind of never gets there. And that, that, that second-half loss uh, to the Jaguars in the playoff game last year is just kind of a microcosm of, it's like, you know, Justin, it, you got to put that away. You got the team. You got you got You got to win some of them. And you gotta get a W there eventually, right? Like it's it's. I mean, like it, it, last year it was the, uh, you know, uh, last year it was the you know blowing the twenty-seven point lead or whatever it was against uh, Trevor Lawrence. The year before that, it was that awful tie fiasco on the last game of the season with the, uh, with, with the friggin' Raiders, right? Raiders. Who, who had, yeah, with the Raiders who did, didn't even have a real head coach in that game, right? Like it was, you know. They gotta, yeah, they gotta start winning these. And ten is an awful lot, especially in this division. I, I still am kind of holding my nose and betting the over on the Chargers, but uh, I don't love it. I don't love it. Other than I do think that Herbert is a stud, but you know, at a certain point, you're right. You gotta start winning some of these games. Uh all right. That's it. Anything you want to add before we uh, close the lid on the uh, on the the AFC win totals here? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I think that my AFC winner, if I'm picking one right now, if I'm picking, do, do you want me to pick an AFC team? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, half fire away. Buffalo Bills. Okay. You think I'm still in. They do it. All right. I'm still in. Yep. 
I do think, yeah, I, 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 uh, this is kind of a cop-out, because I don't have the name, but I, I will say the AFC champ, the AFC representative in the Super Bowl in February 2024 will not be the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, that's what I'll say. Now, I guess leave it up to yourselves to decide. That's kind of a blanket statement. You can, you know, decide if that what I'm saying there is hot take or gutsy or whatever. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Kansas City Chiefs are are, are gonna get got this year uh, before they get to the Super Bowl, uh, which has not happened in recent memory uh, as as far as the playoffs go. Well, the Bengals got them the one time, but yeah. Yes, that's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but you know, in this Patrick Mahomes era, it's, it's been pretty, it's been, you know, they, 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 he is so good. Did you watch any of quarterback? No, I haven't watched any of it yet, but I hear it's pretty cool. It, it was, it was okay. It was, it was kind of cool to watch them do that. It was just a little bit of a, I, I, I sat there and I was like, I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't know why Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, I sort of got why he, cause it, it like, basically they centered it around Marcus Mariota, uh, Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes and and it was kind of fun I don't know if they did this on purpose because it was like here's super duper star you know because they got three levels with those three guys right they got super duper chiefs uh megastar who's going to go down as as one of the you know four best quarterbacks of all time and and is climbing further and further every year uh in Patrick Mahomes then they got Kirk Cousins who's you know middle of the pack solid QB guy who could potentially win a Super Bowl if things break his way and then there's Marcus Mariota who lost his job last year right so but I was watching I'm just like I could not for the life of me come up with any reason why Patrick Mahomes actually did that other than I I think the number one reason was he was trying to rehabilitate his wife's image um yeah which is like She'd wow. been she had been memed pretty aggressively. Yeah, and uh, I, I, to be honest, I had no takes. I know his brother is kind of an asshat, but uh, I, I had no takes on Patrick Holmes' wife. And then I watched that, and I was like, "Yeah, I get it. She's it's pretty fucking annoying, right? Like, it's pretty pretty goddamn annoying. I get it now. <laughs> I, did, I did not enjoy that. I did not enjoy her presence. And she was prominently featured in that in, in that uh, that that documentary too uh it could be fun we'll see how it goes i hope they do it again uh anyway so that's it for the afc win totals podcast uh crossover podcast available the crossover podcast.com uh facebook.com slash crossover podcast i think honestly don't even know where the fuck we are anymore uh we're on itunes please rate subscribe five stars only uh we're not on stitcher anymore twitter is not even twitter anymore although i'm never going to stop calling it twitter uh, but yeah, we're on pretty much any podcatcher that happens to be out there. Please leave us a review on any of those. And if we're not on a podcatcher that we have, let us know at, uh, contact at the That's the official email. Uh, let us know and we'll see about getting it up there. Uh, that is it for this one. We'll be back later on the week with the NFC, uh, win totals. Uh, and then I'm hoping to get, I'm hoping to go see blue beetle this weekend, which despite the poor numbers, people are saying it's decent. I'm like, Hey, a decent DC movie that doesn't feature Batman sign me the frick up so uh and i love jaime reyes it's one of my favorite uh underrated uh dc characters so i'm gonna go check that out maybe i can have kevin on and talk about that side but after that it's gonna be you me and bill for the foreseeable future craig doing uh doing uh football did you watch secret invasion 
Not all of it. It wasn't great. Was I it? haven't like, it, you know, I, I, I like put it this way. I've got about four shows on my to watch list right now that uh, it's probably at the very, very back of that. So, yeah, I I am. Yeah. Yeah. Number one for me right now is uh, only murders in the building, which I'm going to watch as soon as uh, the third episode of as soon as we finish talking here. So awesome. All right. Well, let's get you out of here so you can do this. Craig, thanks for doing this. And uh, we'll talk to you later on the week with the NFC. Take care, everybody. And uh, talk to you next time on the crossover podcast. (laughs) 